Brought to you by Integrity Handyman Services. Check us out on our Facebook page. On this episode, Season 3, Episode 6, Michael Kavisky shares, Life is hard, but God is greater. Listen in. Hey guys, how you doing? It's me, Michael Kavisky. And I am here to let you know that God loves you. <laughs> yep, he really, truly, surely loves you. And uh, today is going to be a little different. Not necessarily a preaching type of podcast, but it's uh, more of my testimony. Um, I know I did a thing called My Story a little while ago. I'm not sure how far I went back into it. But um, I believe that God wants me to tell my testimony at this time. I'm currently going through a lot of things right now. Anyway, from uh, losing my job, being transitioned out, to, yeah, just to having a car repossessed, um, and my aunt passing away. Uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot coming on me lately, and um, but I really believe that I can overcome this by overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the word of my testimony, which the Bible says. But first off, all I want to do is I want to pray before I go into things. And that's very important. That's what we must do. Um in order to stay strong. God, thank you. Thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for this time that you keep on listening to this episode. God, I don't know when they're listening to this. Maybe they're in their car listening to it. Maybe they're, um, who knows, maybe they're um, in their bed before they're sleeping, before they go to sleep for the night. Um, maybe they're jogging. But Lord, I thank you for each one of these persons who are listening to this podcast, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit would show them something new, Lord. That they would encounter you, Father. Maybe they just go to church, Father God. Maybe they're doing their thing Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday. They don't really know you, God. But I pray that they would come... And have a spiritual encounter with you, God. That you would wake them up in their souls spiritually, God. That they would want to love you, Lord. That they want to serve you. That they want to do what your word says, Father. Jesus, thank you. God, that is not about religion, Father God. But it's about a personal relationship with you, Lord. A personal relationship with you, God. And to an, an encounter with you, God. You love them so much, God, that you, you want to wrap their arm, your arms around them, Father God, that they don't have to come to you all cleaned off, Lord, but you, they can come to you and you will clean them off, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity and this time where I can share with others, Lord. Jesus, God. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say this, guys, you will want to like and subscribe this podcast. Um, it'd be helpful if you do a couple things. 
like and subscribe. Um, when you subscribe, you'll get like a notification that tells you, oh, there's another podcast episode from Michael Kabisky and the Awakening Podcast. Uh, that'll do that. And then number two, maybe um, as well as uh, write a review like on your favorite. Um, maybe if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, maybe write a review on there for me. That'd be great. I'm going to help get this word out and the word of God out to the nations even more. But, alright, I'm going to start off. I recently did this um, a couple weeks ago now for, maybe, no, three weeks. Wow, it's been three weeks now? Good Lord, almost. But, um, for our youth ministry at the church that I'm a part of, that I used to work at, um, and, uh, yeah, I just want to, just want to put it here. I was asked to do my testimony and I'm just going to redo it here for people I haven't heard. But so I am Michael Kubisky and most people don't know this about me because I don't tell most people and I don't like to brag about myself. That's not, that's not necessarily who a person I am. But I want to be honest with you. I am a living, walking, breathing miracle. And in 1972, my mom, uh, she got involved with the wrong kids, with the wrong crowd. She started um, smoking marijuana back when it was illegal um, here in Washington State. Which now it is uh, legal to. Um, but... um. She got it mixed in with biker gangs, I guess, <laughs> she told me, which is interesting. Uh, but alright, that was the time back then. <laughs> but um, she was uh, basically, my aunt and my grandma and my mom and my grandpa were on their way to Texas in the back of a camper. Um, and they were on the way and my mom she started throwing up blood in the camper um, and so what they had to so basically they had to go to the hospital um, because of it and in Spokane Washington back in the 1970s they didn't have that great of technology um, for their health care and so they had to airlift my mom from Spokane Washington to the University of Washington Hospital, basically on, on um, they airlifted her to Boeing Field actually, and then they rushed her to the University of Washington, and uh, she almost died, um, and uh, I'll let you maybe I'll do a interview with my mom sometime about her testimony on on here. Um, but just want to let you guys know that. Um, but also the doctors told my grandparents that my mom would never, ever be able to have children at all. <laughs> well, on December 2nd of 1981, God had another plan. And then on August 1st, 1999. No, I'm sorry, 1999. No, that, no that's wrong. That's the wrong date. And then August, <laughs> sorry Matt, 
on August 1st, 1988, he did as well with my brother, Matt. He was born as well, too. But, um, I'm going to get a little personal here, and I believe that God wants me to. But things have changed now. The past has changed. But, um, like I was saying, life was growing up, um, it was pretty hard. I grew up, um, in the church with, um, my pastor friend, Pastor Darren. Um, we're kids together. And basically we grew up as kids together from being a baby all the way until we were about 13 years old. And, uh, yeah, what Pastor Darren said recently, um, over the pulpit, <laughs> yes, we did, when we were younger, we did pee in the heaters together at the church. <laughs> we were messing around as kids. We were like, I think we were like five or six years old. And we decided that we wanted to pee in the heaters. <laughs> uh, because we didn't... I don't know. I think the bathrooms weren't done or something. Because they were remodeling the church. So we didn't want to go downstairs. So we just said, oh, we'll just, we'll just go, in, go in the heaters here. <laughs> so we did that in the chapel. If you want to know where the exact spot is. And the, and the heaters there. No, it doesn't smell to this day. <laughs> it doesn't smell like that still. That was a long time ago. But, um, yeah, uh, Pastor Daryl, Darren's dad came in. He saw us do it, and my dad was along with them. And uh, they're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so we got our butts handed to, to us. Um, yeah, I kind of went on a rabbit trail with that. But, uh, yeah, one of them are interesting days when we were kids. But, um, so, therefore, <laughs> therefore, but my mom was, um, she was a strong Christian, and she still is, and she led me to Christ through the things that she listened to and that she watched, and so, I was about four or five year old, four or five years old, when I watched TBN, and I said yes to Jesus, you don't know what TBN is, um, it's a channel on TV um, that is a Christian broadcasting station. It's totally different now than what it was when I was a kid. Uh, of course, things change. But, um, yeah, my dad was just more of a churchgoer. You know, he was friends with a lot of people of the church, seeing uh, how he used to go to the church as a teenager. Basically, uh... Darren's grandpa came to my mom, my grandma and grandpa's house, which was down the street from the church. Invited my dad, invited my grandma and my dad to church, and they they started coming. And um, yeah, so but um, my parents even got married inside the church. Actually, um, my mom and dad they met there. They met there in the youth group. Um, I think from a guy named Rick White, actually. He, uh, hey, Rick White, you listen to this, bro? Uh, I mentioned you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, they met, and uh, they were in the youth group in the chapel there, the same chapel I peed in. 
<laughs> Me and Pastor Darren Peden. <laughs> uh, I think that's right. But uh, yeah, so they didn't they didn't know each other very long, and they got married. They got married by Pastor Daryl on um, Christmas Eve of 1980, and um, yeah, so on. Um, then they had me in 1981. But when my dad was a teenager, uh, he got abused by my grandfather. Um, my grandfather was a drunk. And, um, my grand, my grandfather abused my dad so much with tools. He would throw tools at him and verbally and physically abuse him. But later on, that got passed down to my dad. Uh, my dad didn't know how to deal with it during that time. My dad was angry, uh, later on in life. He physically and abused my, and emotionally abused my mom. I saw this growing up as a kid sitting on the couch while my parents were fighting I would see my uh, my father punch holes in the walls and uh, I even saw my my father my father arrested and uh, went to jail a couple of times and there were even there were even times that my mom would take my brother and I to Spokane um back to my grandparents house to get away from my dad I remember that we were going to move um, we were going to move to Spokane and um, eventually my father came and my mother mother and father made up and uh, we went back home but uh, yeah my father he was he was in the church as a Royal Ranger which is basically like Christian Boy Scouts. Shout out to the Royal Rangers! <laughs> uh, he was a leader and eventually a, a senior commander of the church completely. A main leader of the church. He was eventually deacon of the church. A lot of people didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, he put on a facade and a mask. And he would pretend pretty much everything was fine. Um, even different projects with me around the church when nobody was there he would get mad at me um, and basically in the meantime during that time no uh, my mom was reaching out but uh, no one would believe her because they were friends with my dad they they, they knew him and uh, didn't think that he, he was that way because he put a facade around things around them but I want to tell you this, that things have changed with my dad a lot. He is now a Christian. He's now serving Christ. And um, he's not the angry man he used to be. God God changed him from the inside out. Love you, Dad. But yes, so... Uh, growing up... You know, so I grew up knowing Christ because of my mom, what my mom installed in me. I was so strong in my faith as a kid. I put on passion plays. If you don't know what passion plays are, they're uh, when Jesus died on the cross kind of play, when he rose from the dead. That type of play. Um, my kids in my neighborhood, we would do that together in our backyard. 
and uh, we would even put on, my mom and I and my brother would put on a vacation Bible school for the neighborhood kids. And they would come to our house and they would learn about God. But yeah, I used to get made fun of a lot in junior high and high school because of my faith. I even had a shirt that says CK um, on it, like Calvin Klein, but it said Christ is King. And people would, kids would call me Christ. Um, and they would make fun of me for wearing that shirt. But uh, I would even uh, witness to the kids and even put on a thing called See You at the Pole. It's a nationwide event that most, uh, a lot of schools have. I don't know if they still have them to this day. And I was basically admin of that. Uh, but I, for things, I've att I attended three different elementary schools growing up because our rent would go up a few times. And my parents sold our mobile home our house and we moved to apartments and then eventually I started going to middle school at Lake Bourne Christian School which uh, was the old Christian school at the church I was a part of uh, with I would go there with Pastor Darren with, with Darren um, my friend Darren and um, a, very, a few of our friends that we had growing up uh, Nikki, Angie, Titus, and Brandon, and uh, I thank God for them. I miss them. I I miss Nikki. I miss Angie. I miss Titus, and I miss Brandon. Um, I know where Brandon. Brandon's awesome. Uh, he he works at a cool place. He works and works and works his butt off. Um, don't know exactly where Titus is. Kind of heard some things. Don't know where Angie is. Um, I've heard some things about Nikki, and I pray for her. I pray for all of my friends that I miss. I miss you guys. If you're out there, reach out. Come on, don't be a stranger. It's been a while. <laughs> but uh, in 1995, Lakebourne Christian Center, um, which was the name before um, of the church now, uh, merged into a uh, bunch of re revival services uh, with two other churches and my mom got scared and she didn't understand what was going on and she left the church immediately and she started going to my aunt's church um, shout out to uh, Cody uh, what's his name <laughs> I forget his name anyways I'm sorry I chopped her name um, sir um, shout out to him though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my mom started going to church with my aunt. Um, because my aunt, they actually went to that church, uh, to Lake Bourne a long time ago and they left that church. And, um, but she started going to church there and then my dad still kept on going because of all the friends he had at Lake Bourne. Especially with the pastor, and um, I started going to church two different places. I would go with my mom one week to her church, and then I would go to Lake Bourne with my dad's church. Um, me and my brother would do that. And um, I think sometimes my brother went to church with my dad one time, and I went to church with my mom one time or something. But anyways, that's not important <laughs> too much. Um but eventually, 
my dad noticed that, oh, they got Royal Rangers at a church down the street. Rent an assembly. And uh, so, yeah, we we eventually left Lake Bourne. And we started renting, uh, went to rent an assembly. And uh, I attended the youth ministry there. And then eventually, after things, I left Lake Bourne Christian School. One of the most hardest things in my life to leave my friend Darren there. Um, I remember even singing this, playing the songs, The Last Day of School. And friends are friends forever, if the Lord a Lord of them. <laughs> and um, that's true. That is true because Darren and I are still friends to this day. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that's. Uh, Michael W. Smith old school song from back in the day from the 1990s folks but yeah then I started going to Liberty High School or Liberty uh, Junior High and then I went to, to, to I'm sorry Liberty Junior High what the heck this is fun I love stumbling on my words <laughs> God is with me thank you God thank you Jesus God's got a sense of humor you know um, but yeah but I started going to Tahoma Junior High, where I met my friend Glenn. Uh, we're friends to this day. Uh, I remember helping him, not getting his butt kicked. Um, and I stopped him, stopped the kids from kicking his butt and stuffing into a locker. <laughs> I remember that. But um, yeah, and uh, then we went to Tahoma. Then I went to Tahoma High School. Um. Glenn did not. Things in his life, things in his life changed. And then eventually, after uh, Tahoma High School, um, we moved to Issaquah. My family moved to Issaquah. I want to say also this: in Tahoma High School and Tahoma Junior High, that's where we met our friend Brandy Carlisle. Glenn, Glenn, and I did, and she's a singer to this day, and God has really um, blessed her, and. Yeah, she's awesome. She's our friend. She's cool. <laughs> um, I pray for her. A God would do a new change in her life. And uh, move in her. Show yourself real to her God. But yeah, then uh, I moved to Issaquah. I started attending Liberty High School. Uh, that's where I graduated from in 2000. That's uh, before when I went to um, when I was going to the youth ministry at Repton Assembly that's where I met my wife Heather and uh, after graduating high school uh, we started seeing each other when we were inseparable eventually we got jobs working together in Renton and um, yeah I uh, later on I proposed to her in her backyard one hot summer night and uh I had something medically going on with me. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I think it was. It could have been the start of my acid reflux. I'm guessing. Um, I do have acid reflux, folks. But please, definitely pray for me. Uh, but yeah, I I was so nervous that night um, that I proposed to her in her backyard. Um, I threw up. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so you know that about me now. But uh, I, yeah, I didn't have a ring because, you know, working at Walmart, I was broke as a joke. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got married. <laughs> Anyways, we got married from our youth pastor um, in August 24, 2020, or 2022. No, we didn't get married. <laughs> we didn't get married this year. In 2002, and we had our honeymoon at Disney's Grand California Adventure. And it was basically brand new. Um, we stayed at the hotel there. And Disneyland was right next door. We got to go back from park to park. Which is awesome. It was the first time I ever flew. And eventually after... Uh, after things... After coming home... Um, we came back to the apartment that I had. Um, that I had been living in. And within a couple of years, things went downhill. And my car got stolen. So, uh, it was one thing. Um, we we were down to, to Heather's car. And then eventually, oh, Heather, oh, that's right, Heather, her, her ankle, um, really bad, sprung, sprung it really bad, damaged it. And actually, I think she just more than damaged it. She she broke it. And um, things were just going downhill. Um, I got fired from my job at Walmart. Heather quit. So we had to start living on credit cards. I had to move in with her mom and her stepdad. Her, her, I'm sorry, her mom and her... Yeah, and her mom and her stepdad. And eventually... Later on, when things were starting to get better, we got a place of our own. I got a new job, which was, um, we got a new place, which was two apartment buildings down. And then that's when we eventually had Jaden. And then later on, being a new dad with all the stress of everything in life, uh, yeah, I became a father, and I remember saying, I didn't want to be like my my father at all from, from the past that he hurt uh, my mom and I didn't want to treat my wife like that but you never say that you never say that you want to be you don't want to be like something because what eventually happens is that will happen you will be eventually become like that person I didn't know that and um, I had so much anger stirring up in me. And I did some things to my wife that I was not proud of. Um, I abused my wife physically and, and mentally and emotionally. And uh, here it goes. Here is even more. But one summer night, we had a friend over and things fell apart. I was so hurt with things, um, with the things that I was that I was hearing. Um, I came back um, from getting pizza. My wife was in the house. My friend was in the house. My son was in the house, and I remember. Uh, her telling my friend 
I was outside and I was just coming in. I, I, I listened through the blinds. Um, the blinds were closed. And I, I listened to what they were talking to, talking about. And um, she wanted to leave me. And um, I came in. I set down the pizza. And uh, I went to the drawer of the kitchen. Took out a knife. I was about to commit suicide right there because I, I realized that I did things that I wasn't proud of, but I still loved my life. So that night, I remember um, I was sleeping. I brought my friend home. I remember that because he was scared. I scared the crap out of him um, so bad. I brought him home. And, um, I came home and went to the bedroom and my wife and I was, were sleeping in opposites of the bed. And, uh, I woke up the next day and she woke up before me and she took, uh, our son and she left me. She took her car and she left. But I remember, so I had no car. I had to go to work the next morning. I had to go to work that morning and uh Yeah, it was it was very hard. They they had to send me home because it hurt so bad that I was crying literally all day. I couldn't eat. Uh I didn't eat for days. And if I did, it was a Subway sandwich cuz I went on the, <laughs> the Jared diet back in the day. <laughs> and I lost 40 pounds with everything at that time but um yeah um I remember getting a hold of a counselor that um my stepfather-in-law knew because he was a part of their ministry and I got a hold of him and he referred me to somebody else um so I could get some help and you know, I admitted that I was wrong and I needed to get the help and um I had to go to family court a few times because um, our son being involved I had a restraining order against me. I had a no contact order against me. I had fourth degree assault charges against me. And Heather wanted a divorce. But you know what? I didn't want the divorce because I still loved her. I still loved her so much. I still loved her even though the things I did work to her were wrong. But I remember we were even separated our fifth year anniversary that we were Yeah, our fifth year wedding anniversary we were separated. And I remember I could only see our son uh, once or twice a week at my mother in law's house supervised. It's tough. It's hard because I loved my son. My wife got a job. My son went to daycare. Um, I know I needed not. I know I needed to get healthy, not just for myself, but for Heather, for Jaden. And so I rolled enrolled into a class called Learning to Live, Learning to Love. And it was a men's counseling course with a bunch of guys. And 
it was awesome. It changed my life. And eventually the courts allowed it to be ordered. And I also had to take parenting classes court ordered. And if I did not comply with all this, I was face, facing about 10 years in jail. And it was the very first time I had was in trouble with the law. And uh, life was hard during that time. My power got shut off. I had to live with a few friends. Uh, uh, my my mom and my dad had to live with them. Um, I stopped going to Retina Assembly. Um, so that she could go to church. Then I started going to a church called River Life Church. With my parents. Uh, with my parents. And... Uh, went to their, or I'm sorry, I started going to River Life Church, River of Life Church. I uh, wanted to get back with my ex-girlfriend, and because uh, I know she went there, started going there, and I went to my parents' church, Living Faith Foursquare Church, on Saturday nights. So I was going to church on Sunday morning at River Life and Living Faith Foursquare Church on Saturday nights. But I remember this. I remember Heather's dad asking her in the courtroom. And uh, um, Rosa Pugh's, she was sitting in front of me. Um, we were uh, I guess we were allowed to. Um, and um, I remember him saying to her, um, asking her if, he, if she wanted to pursue any more charges or anything else. And I remember her saying, no. I only want to see Mike get better. But, uh, yeah, then I started crying. Yeah. Whew. But this whole time, you know, this whole time with everything, I was praising God through the storm in this situation. I'd hear him tell me all the time that there's a light at the end of the tunnel I will restore your marriage do not sign the the divorce papers so I obeyed and I remember there was one time I was praising God and uh, I was praising him so hard in the car and I remember um, that my hands were starting to get numb and tingly and I just felt the Holy Spirit upon me it was so hard um, to get out of the car and I finally got out of the car I went inside I fell on my face, flat on my face before God and gave him my everything. I just totally surrendered my life to him. That's my awakening story. Um, and eventually, later on down the road, Heather saw that I was getting better. And she dropped everything, came back home. We renewed our vows. It took. It was a process, but uh, it, but it happened. And then eventually, down the road, we had our daughter. And then, things happened where I lost my job again. Uh, we had to move back with Heather's parents. Um, eventually, we went into an apartment. I started working at different stadiums. Some of our friends had to move in. Blah, 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 blah. All this, 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 and that. Moving to a hotel. Almost, uh, almost homeless. Uh, tons of different things. But in 2009, 
I started attending the church where I'm attending now to see, and, uh, to see what God was doing in my friend Pastor Darren's life and to become uh, support. Uh, I'm sorry, actually during that time uh, I attend, I went there one time to, to uh, see my pastor become the pastor actually. Um, and then like uh, I went to a couple of Wednesday nights later on down the road um, to help at their youth ministry, the ministry at the time, um, and that's where I met Rebecca Rodham, um, who eventually became Rebecca Rivisto, um, who she eventually married uh, Anthony Rivisto, Rivisto, and. Um, Love them. They're awesome. Thank you guys for listening to this, if you are. Um, sheesh, I could go on and on and on and on. On and on. Um, eventually, God brought me to Seattle Revival Center, the church where I attend now, and I'm a part of. And I became the... Uh, the media director I was working part time uh, full time at the airport and then part time at Seattle Revival Center um was working both jobs uh would sometimes I remember I would work at the airport and then I would come to the church and I would work a conference um but eventually that turned into a full time position um, October 27th, I became full-time there. And then, just till recently, in June, I was transitioned out. Um, you know, I don't know where my life is going, or what I'll be doing. My life has not been very easy. Um, I mean, having some things where my car blew up on me when I was younger burnt to the ground even and sometimes uh, another thing I had a I ran into the side of a bank as well too and I had a sign fall on my windshield kind of died there <laughs> but you know what I know that through this walk of life God has been there right by my side he's never left me or forsaken me and then uh Matthew 25 through 34 it says this is why I tell you do not worry about your life whether you have enough food and drink have enough clothes to wear it isn't more than food isn't more than isn't life more than food and your body more than it more than clothing look at the birds they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them aren't you more valuable to him aren't you more valuable to him than they are can all your worries add a single moment of your to your life and why you and why you worry about clothes your clothing look at the lilies of the lilies of the field and how they grow they don't work 
or make their clothing? Yet Solomon in his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about the things saying what will we eat, what we will drink, what we will wear. These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom above God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously. And He will give you everything. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow brings its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. You know what? God's plan for your for your life. God has a plan for your life. Um, on either will or uh, where you go, where you might go to college, where you'll live, what job you'll have, who you who you will marry, how many kids you will have, if you'll have them. Who knows? God does. But it's hard to grasp the concept that God has this plan for us. I personally struggle that I struggle myself. I don't know when God's going to give me a job next. And uh Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding." Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Alright, one more verse before I close. In closing, 1 Corinthians verse 2 through 9. Uh, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9 and 10 says, No eye has seen, no ear has er, heard. <laughs> okay, let me let me do that over again. It says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him, those who are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Uh, you know what, friends? You don't have to have everything figured out. You don't. You don't. You don't have to have... Maybe your parents say... What do you want to be when you grow up? You know what? That's going to change. You're going to say... When you're younger, you're going to say... Oh, I'm going to be a firefighter. But you know what? God has different plans. Might have different plans. Um, maybe you want to be a baseball player like my brother did. Um, life goes on things change God has everything in his timing and his control thank you for listening to this podcast I thank everyone for, for listening to it thank you so much I just want to pray us out here Lord thank you for the people that are listening to this podcast, Lord, 
uh, let them know that everything that you do is in your timing and your control, Lord. God, I pray that you open doors for people, God. And if there are certain things that they need to stay away from, God, that you close those doors, Lord. Because you have their life and you have my life, Lord, under your control, Lord. Your blueprints, Lord, for us, Lord. We don't we don't know, Lord, but you do. Lord. Bless these people, Lord. God, I pray that if there's people, Lord, that need a job, Lord, like myself, Lord, I pray that you you would open doors, Lord. You would open doors financially, Father. Jesus. Or maybe someone needs a car here today, Lord. Maybe their car broke down, Lord. And they don't have enough money to fix it, Lord. God, I pray that you provide, Lord. God, you're the way maker, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are, for what you've done. For what you're doing, Lord. Bless you. Bless you, Lord. Bless you. Love you guys. Have a blessing. Thank you for listening to The Awakening Podcast with Michael Dubisky. Please like, share, subscribe, and write a review. One love, one God.